Was it Mrs. White with a rope? Mr. Green with a pipe. I didn't do it. Colonel Mustard with a wrench. I'm only there. Yes, Miss Scarlet with a candlestick. Practice makes perfect. Professor Plum with a gun. What has it got to do with me? Mrs. Peacock with a knife. What? Or did the butler do it? Nah. Yeah. Nah. Clue. It's a comedy with three different endings. Who done it depends on where you see it. Ready PG. Starts Friday, December 13th at a theater near you. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Welcome back. It's our Black Friday episode. Pete. Oh, is it Black Friday? Mm-hmm. We always have an episode oh, on Black Friday. I love this. Just, I mean, I love Thanksgiving. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to me. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I am stuck. Saturday. I mean, still. Uh, everybody out there listening, my name is Pete. And I'm Scott. And these, these are, are the movies, movies that, that made, made us gay. gay. Well, we finally got to it. We had our friend Hiko yeah. over to watch the movie Clue, directed by Jonathan Lynn, released Friday the 13th, December Ooh. the 13th, 1985. Wow. Hiko, welcome back to the show. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, this is, I, I think <laughs> this is number three for me. This is I three. feel like Adventures in Babysitting. And go. then go. Okay. Yes. There you go. And it's, uh, I feel like I need, um, like what they do on SNL when they have the five-timer yeah. host. I feel like I should get a jacket. I was going to say, we don't quite have our red velvet like, mm-hmm. smoking jackets ready yet, oh, okay. but we will, we will soon. I had always intended you to do the Clue episode from mm-hmm. very early on with the show. Oh, so you. I always knew that when we did get the Clue, we had to have Hiko on because I know that it is your favorite movie. And I have, in fact seen this movie with you at the Vista when it was still open. Yes. We went to a midnight showing of it. Yes. One of the many I've been to here in L.A. We also went to, uh, you had a party at your uh, house where you showed a double feature of Clue and Murder by Death. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, great memory. Yeah. And that was the first time I had ever seen Murder by Death. I had death. never seen Murder by Death. Oh. And you had a, you have a framed photo of, or you have yes. a framed poster, poster of Murder by it Death. It was an original print poster, one of like, one of 75. And I think I got it, like the only thing I bought on eBay. And I got it nicely framed for sure. my dining room. Yeah. Love it. Mm-hmm. And uh, listeners, if you're not familiar, Murder by Death is, what year did that come out? 90, 76. 76. And it's just a super friends of like comedy and they're... Doing who wrote a, Murder a by Death? Of mm-hmm. Neil Simon. Okay, Neil Simon. I was going to say I know yeah. it's a big playwright. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and it's the the cast is just amazing. Yeah, the cast is crazy. How many people are involved in the, in this movie? <laughs> They're all yeah. I mean, a really like sultry Maggie Smith, right? Alec Guinness, David Nivens, Peter Falk, um, Eileen Brennan, mm-hmm. a younger Mrs. Peacock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's what the two have in common. Yeah. Truman Capote, right? Yeah, um, that's it's, right. Uh, yet that movie is also in my top five. But we are here today to talk about the movie Clue, based yes. on the Milton Bradley board game. It is Milton Bradley, right? I just assume it is. <laughs> Parker oh, Brothers. Parker so Brothers. <laughs> Either or. I don't know. I feel like the credits say Parker Brothers. Okay. Yes, yeah. it does. Yeah. yeah. The game published in 1949. Wow. It's old. It is old. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, in the UK, across the pond, they call it Cluedo. Why? Oh, sure. I was what the on hell the, is Cluedo? I was on the wiki page today, and that's what it said. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'd okay. like to know that as well. Cats are acting the fool, as always. They know <laughs> when we have these mics in our hand that it's time to, like, fight each other. Um, but we'll, we'll let that grudge match happen in the other room. Yeah, Cluedo. No one knows what it means. 
<laughs> Listeners, if you can tell us what Cluedo, uh, why is it called that? Uh, and it's just – it's the word clue, D-O. Yeah. When so I was weird. little, I, th- I, I think I Clu-do. pronounced it Cluedo. Cluedo. <laughs> so did I. So did I. Um, I mean, and th- that's the thing about the clue as a property. It's like the game – I loved the game as a kid. My older sister really loved it, and she always uh, would beat the hell out of me at it. And so I just wanted to play it more and more so I could get to the point where I could beat her. And Mm -hmm. there's all these different incarnations of Clue, especially nowadays. Yes. Um, I mean, we can talk about it a little later on, but the VCR game. Oh, which I always wanted. <laughs> I try to track that down. Yeah, we we did. We were lucky enough to have the VCR game, and the entire uh, the entire film what they what they produced for on the v, on the VHS tape. It's all on YouTube. Yeah, oh, it's all there. Watch, we can watch yeah. it right now. I'll probably it's cu- great. I'll probably cut some of it into the episode. <laughs> yeah, at, at one point it's corny, but I love it. And, and w- was the was the DVD. Uh, DVD VCR game called Clue Two or I, Clue the VCR. Gosh, game? Gosh, I think it might have just been Clue the VCR. Game. I me- but there might have been a Clue Two. Yeah, I vaguely remember as a little kid being seeing Clue Two, and I for, at first I thought it was a sequel. Which right like, to the movie. Yeah, up. yeah. Um, but I, I currently own four incarnations of Clue. Oh, okay. We can talk about that later. Yeah, sure, <laughs> absolutely. But I mean, this movie—it's like we said, it, it was released in 1985. So uh, Hiko and I were. Young Scott was not around mm-hmm. when this oh. movie came, was released, um, but it's one of those things that we just. My family always had it on uh, on VHS, not like a purchased version, just taped off the television, and so we watched it all the time. Yeah. And the, these jokes are not really for. It's kind of it's not an adult movie, but I don't know. I feel like normal kids really didn't. Get- <laughs> I yeah what I think, think it was I think it was a special kind of twelve yeah. year old yeah. who would be drawn to this movie because I I watched going back to Murder by Death briefly mm-hmm. I was like five when I remember seeing that on TV and just being yeah. drawn to the antics and the the wacky energy sure. mm-hmm. of the ensemble mm-hmm. um, and same for Clue uh, you know I my family we didn't start. We weren't able to record stuff on the VCR until like 1992. <laughs> so I was literally, I was 12 years old, like recording movies just yeah. one after another. And then just wearing down this clue, clue happened to be on local TV late yeah. at night and I recorded it. And I was like just obsessed. Yeah. And I, I could watch it like multiple times in one weekend. I yeah. think that I remember first watching this that my... Sister, I think, rented it for a sleepover. And I remember watching it. With her and her friends. Yeah. I think that my cousin was over that night and us renting Clue. And for us, it was just, look at this movie at the video store in the comedy section based on the board game Clue. Right. And it has the <laughs> like, guy from Back to the Future in it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think I also grew up, we were talking about in our last episode, the Leslie Ann Warren Cinderella. And mm-hmm, I remember watching mm-hmm. that on Disney. Yeah. So I recognized her. Sure. And just sort of finding this just at the video store. Right. And I remember when we watched it, we couldn't get enough of it. And I remember us rewinding the shot of Jane Weedland getting shot. <laughs> that we rewinded that like 10 times and just laughed our asses off. 
oh, there's so many rewindable moments. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, it's like, it's something that little kids, even though we're, maybe we didn't get a lot of the humor, because some of the humor is a little grown up. Mm-hmm. It's not like adult or, that's the good thing about this movie is that it can play on network TV oh, or yeah. basic cable and they don't really have to cut anything. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, you know, there's like murder and intrigue and all that, there's, but it's there, There's innuendo, but yeah. it's nothing that kind of crosses yeah. the line. And though. and mostly for kids, it's like people are running back and forth and mm-hmm. slamming doors. They're in a cool old house. Jack of the Box is opening and slapping each other and... Classic <laughs> farce. Yeah. yeah. Although, yeah. And you, you, although if you watch the unedited DVD or... Mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's, a, there's any cursing, but... I've always picked up on towards the end when um, uh, Professor Plum um, gets confronted. He he says the lines. He goes, "Oh shucks, yeah," and it looks like it's eighty yards, sure, oh, and that he yeah. might have actually said shit. Okay, yeah, and mm-hmm. they went back in, and yeah, interesting. I never really, I never really noticed like that. something I about the lip reading. Sure, yeah, that woman. Well, the, That's how yeah. crazy well, there I is am a lot, this movie. There is a lot of ADR in this movie, but there's a lot of pouring rain in the background. It's the the you know, the guy that uh, the motorist, the motorist. Yeah, you can definitely tell all of his dialogue is ADR'd. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, be, because his like most of his dialogue in his first scene is in the open doorway and all the rain is pouring down behind him. Oh, so he probably yeah. couldn't yeah. get any of his dialogue. But as as young kids, you know, in 1985, I'm like probably in the second grade and loved Back to the Future, obviously. Didn't put two and two together that that's... The same well, I knew year it was as doc, Back to the I knew Future it was too. the doc, yeah. but like I didn't think that it was the same time. Like it, it was like this couldn't possibly be the same year mm-hmm. as when he was Doc Brown. Um, but it's like, there were some people in the cast that I knew, you know, um, I knew him from, from back to the future. We, uh, my dad and my uncle loved Mel Brooks. So we knew Madeline Kahn and we knew she was funny, you know, um, Lenny from Laverne and Shirley, Lenny and Squiggy. Yeah. You know, Michael yeah. McKeon is in this. Yeah. And, um, so it's like, it had a lot of, it had a lot of people that I recognized. And so, yeah, it was just something that we could watch over and over again. We were always very fascinated with, uh, I mean, Miss Scarlet and Miss White, just because they look so beautiful. The glamour. The glamour. The glamour. Yeah. Clue was my Mm -hmm. introduction to Leslie Ann Warren and Madeline Kahn, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I was, and we'll, I'm sure we can talk about it a little bit more, but the... Miss Scarlet's gown. It starting with the coat. The coat is with so the huge beautiful. Collar, mm-hmm. <laughs> gold lined collar, and it's like this dark green. What color green would we call this? Emerald. It's an emerald green, yeah. and it's like a satin, like a shiny satin, and it's got like this gold lining in this huge, you know, exaggerated collar. Which then we don't see her remove it mm-hmm. because when you see her. In the collar, it looks like it's one piece. Then the collar and the coat is gone, and now she has this, like, chiffon wrap Mm -hmm. that, like, is attached to a brooch that goes behind her shoulders. It's very well designed. It's, Mm -hmm. like, oh, my God. It's giving you a stun. It's It's giving you a little, at times, like... Dior silhouette. Yes, it's absolutely Dior, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have a skirt. It's yeah, it tight. doesn't have a skirt. It's a yeah. tight skirt. It doesn't have a flared skirt. I, I I feel like it's also just begging to be done in a drag performance. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Which I don't know. I, I 
I might not have seen it, but I don't know if that exists in the world. Well, I'm sure the big, it does. You yeah. know, the big like you know the big spoken word drag performance would have to be Mrs. White's famous lines towards the end of this movie. But before we even get to like you know the big lines that we love and all that, we have to talk about. I, I, again, I'm I think I'm two years older than you, Hiko. So I do remember. Um, I remember seeing Back to the Future in the theater, but we didn't see this in the theater. But I remember it on the marquee. And I remember the marquee saying, Clue version 2. Love it. And saying, what in the hell does that mean? And my dad saying, explaining it to me, because I guess I wasn't paying attention to the commercials. (laughs) Explaining it that there's three different versions of it. And just being like, what? And he's like, yeah, the end is different. And you don't know which one you're going to get, whichever movie theater you go to. And they say one, two, three, or ABC, mm-hmm. depending on what movie theater you're at. And I remember passing by the Temple City Edwards on um, Rosemead and uh, Temple City Boulevard or Valley. It's where Mama Patrillo's is. SGV people, where are you at? <laughs> um, yeah, and seeing that and, and and being fascinated by that and thinking, wow, do they, is that something that's like done a lot and really has never been done since no, then? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't – I can't <laughs> recall any t- time where yeah. that's been done. It's yeah. really mm-hmm. – like it was really experimental. I mean it's yeah. the closest thing when they – did the digital effect work on the cats and they switched the print on Sunday. <laughs> so you may have seen one. So you may have seen Judy Dench's wedding ring on Friday and Saturday. Oh my God. Well, I, the, I mean the closest thing that resembles some kind of like experimental release, mm-hmm. um, uh, strategy would be when they were doing the fear street movies back before they were going to be on Netflix. Okay. They were supposed to be released by 20th century Fox oh. in the, in, the the, in a theatrical run one month after each other. Okay. That would okay. be fun. Yeah. yeah. That so been kind really of like fun. what they, serials, like a serial I mean, kind, kind of they like, called they, it like a binge movie. Okay. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. kind of like what the Wachowskis did with the matrix movies by this, the sequel summer and fall. Oh yeah, those are but yeah. those were six months apart. I remember that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I remember that. I remember being fascinated by it. And then when it was released, I remember we rented it first. We rented it on Beta because my dad had a Beta. Wow, a Beta Max. Love it uh, with the remote control that plugged in, and uh, <laughs> and uh, so you could be remote, but not that remote. Um, and I remember the endings. And I remember the three endings. And he was like, remember how it said that's all three of them? And me and my sister were like, oh, Oh, cute. I love it. Um, We were talking about it on this rewatch. Like, we even had to rewatch it. But we were talking about it on this rewatch that, like, if you just see see it with one ending, that's kind of a short movie. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You miss some really good scenes. (laughs) Especially the third ending is like. Yes. I always took it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think to me, too, because it says it. In the car, in the title card, but here's what really happened. So my seven-year-old, probably eight-year-old brain, by the time it got on VHS or, or Betamax, at that time, to me that was like this is the real ending because this is what the movie mm-hmm. makers are telling you is the real ending. Yeah, um, and I never thought like, well, I guess it could have been any of them. Kiko, do you remember when we saw this at the Vista and when they introed it, they got the print from Paramount. Yes. And they and the guy introing it, I think with Secret Movie Club, said, I have no idea what print they sent over. And do you remember which one it was? 
Oh, I think it was it was I the, think it was the, the it was third the, it was the third one it was the one with all of them yeah but mm-hmm. you didn't see the one two three you just saw it with only the I mean I think that we did see all of them no, actually they, they, they oh, okay. so, so okay. there it's there the is a, video there is a master print sure on yeah, film with sure. all of them because the Vista did mm-hmm. only show oh maybe they did show and that might have been that might have been the last midnight screening of Clue I went to because. Oh, okay. Oh, Paramount. <laughs> Sorry, Paramount. Uh, but curses to you because yeah. they like they put a cease and desist on these screenings. <gasps> oh, I think no. especially for the shadow ones. Oh. Well, yeah, with the shadow cast, uh-huh. which I actually I Why? knew who someone. Cares? I knew someone who played Wadsworth in the shadow cast. Wow. And for those of you who don't That's know what a shadow role. cast is, it's it's basically people on a platform underneath the uh, underneath the screen. Reenacting and mm-hmm. lip syncing to the movie as it's playing, yeah, which is amazing. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. what you know. It's what made Rocky Horror famous in yep. the seventies and early eighties. They've and, done it for a lot of movies. Yeah, I saw one for Hedwig. Mm-hmm. I think I talked about it on that we, episode. You did. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's, when those things are happening, it's like what it's, the movie theater is making like three hundred bucks off of it. Wow! <laughs> like what is? How does it hurt? I know that's that's terrible. Well, especially if, if you have to pay to get the print right. of the movie, you should be, yeah, you should yeah. be good. Yeah. Lame. Yeah. Lame. Um, um, I think that the multiple endings did have an effect on how this movie was received with critics, Yeah, too. Because I remember loving this movie and then getting on the internet when I was like... 13 years old and looking up the Roger Ebert review, looking up how the movie was received and just being kind of surprised that it had a reputation for not being very liked at the time, which I think is very interesting, which is wild because it's like, okay, maybe you don't like the gimmicky nature of the multiple endings. And I guess the like, uber pessimists like letterbox guy is going to be like oh they're not going to make me pay three times Mm -hmm. to see this movie but it's like it doesn't mean the movie's not good it's so good the script is so good and all of these actors are like just yeah they're really killing it Mm -hmm. this this you know this movie and so it just sucks that it kind of had that reputation at the time and that's probably why in the past 40 years we haven't seen another kind of instance where they've done this with the multiple endings. I was reading that the multiple endings was sort of an idea of John Landis who did passes at the script and produced it. I think that kind of came from him. I was kind of curious if John Landis was ever attached to direct it at Prob- any point. Probably was and it's ni- by the time it gets released it's 1985 so let's say he was attached to direct mm-hmm. it for a couple of years and then the unfortunate accident on the Twilight Zone on movie. On the set of the yeah. Twilight Zone movie happens. Oh, yeah. And they're like, maybe you just don't helm this movie. <laughs> yeah, I was also reading that uh, John Landis claimed in an interview that he got playwright Tom Stuppard to do a pass at the script. I read that. And then um, apparently Stephen Sondheim and Anthony Perkins were attached at one point to develop it. And then Jonathan wow. Lynn and... I think John Landis sort of just came up with the script that sure. they ended up shooting. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Jonathan Lynn being a British, you know, mm-hmm. British yeah. man, the whole vibe of yes. the movie too is very British farce. Right. right. So maybe right. American audiences weren't ready for that kind of manic humor. True. Yeah. We pulled the. I was going to say we do, pulled the Siskel and Ebert. Do you want to hear what the they, movies? Oh, you want to hear play. what they have to say? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Take, let's take a listen. 
Some pretty funny gags there, and that one about the crossing of the legs, that is a classic. Now, after those gags early in the film, there's a murder, and that's where the movie falls apart, as all the characters begin running around the mansion as if they were mice in a maze. And then there's the matter of the film's ending. It has been well advertised by Paramount Pictures that three different endings, about lasting about three minutes apiece, were filmed for this movie, revealing three different murderers. Well, think about it. If we know that walking into the movie, then we really can't get too excited about guessing who done it. Because, think about it, literally anybody could have done it, and anybody did do it. Three different people did do it. And that cuts the heart out of the tension of a mystery. Now, either Paramount should have showed all three endings, as they did the critics, or, better yet, simply strengthen the script and pick the best murder ending of all. I think it would have been better just to do all three endings, because since you're right, it doesn't matter who did it, then why do we only get one uh, person who did it. I thought it was kind of clever that the same facts mm -hmm. fit three different guilty parties, and so it would be fun to see all three. I'll bet that's what they do with a video cassette. They're going to have to throw all three innings in. What are you going to do, buy three cassettes? No. In order to find out when he didn't care in the first place who I, did it? I will say this. I've seen all three endings. The critics got to do that. The public didn't. Mm -hmm. And the theaters are marked A, B, and C mm -hmm. where they're playing. Mm -hmm. Now, Paramount doesn't want me to do this, but... Okay, they, so let's both of us... Do it at once. Okay. The best ending, I think the funniest ending is, is A. I agree. What's it's the best? A, so go to a theater if you go at all, and I don't know the way you should go at all. And I want an A theater. Stay away from the worst, which is... C, right? <laughs> hey, you're or, smart. to make it even easier, probably be best if you didn't go to this movie at all. Next at the movies, the story of what happened to Alice after she left Wonderland. <sighs> I mean... Grenade. What? <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm wondering if the order of A, B, and C is the order that we get now. Because, because they, that would mean... They prefer the Miss Scarlet that, ending, then. Yeah, they prefer the Miss Scarlet and the, ending. And the true real ending, we'll, they said, we'll, is the worst? We'll break down all of the, yeah. the A, B, and C endings, too. Yeah, because the, the C ending has the famous Madeline Kong quote, too. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. We don't get it until ending C. And it's like, it's kind of the, the murder on the Orient Express kind of thing, where it's just like, well, no, not... One person did it. Everybody did it. Yeah, who done it? We, yeah. They all did they all it. did it. Yeah. So, <laughs> but and that's that, but that was just kind of I think the critical climate around this movie that yeah. I think most critics kind of shared with this take on it. I think the the gimmick, the marketing gimmick it, of it, gave it them a bad taste. Gave yeah. it a sure. bad taste yeah. in their mouth, and that that colored their judgment of the of the movie. So. When also are also did they just have a judgment of the movie just because it was branded after a board game? Too, yeah, going into it. That wasn't mm -hmm. really like, I mean, that really hasn't happened too much. I mean, we got Battleship, and that was like, we saw what happened there. Yeah. But you know, now we, we get toy movies and, you know, movies based on a lot oh. of different things. Yeah, no IP is safe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I think in 85, that was really like, what? Yeah. Like a movie on a freaking. Have they game? really run yeah. out of ideas? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I think when you watch it, you, like you said, it does harken back to like, um, uh, it has very British sensibilities and all that, but I think it's still like to this day. I think it's still a really fresh story. And if if I remember having friends like in college that had never seen it and been like, "Oh my god, I have to show you this movie," you know, I, you're so lucky you haven't seen this. <laughs> you get to watch it for the first time right now, <laughs> and, and they all were like, "That was really funny." Even though I've seen this movie a lot, this is one of those movies, kind of like when I watch Vertigo. There are elements that I forget about, so when I yeah. watch it. I do feel like I'm watching it for the first time. That it's fun to just go on the journey with the characters. Just because, I mean, you're just like plowing right ahead with all of them as they're trying to yeah. solve all of this. So yeah. that's what's kind of fun for me to 
like for me when I rewatch yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah, the first fifteen times that I've seen it, <laughs> sure. I, I'm always picking up not on just new, well, I, on new little tiny details. Like I'll, I'll pick up on a certain facial tick or gesture that yeah, someone yeah. does in in like mm-hmm. a. In a, in a quick shot or, you know, that's how much I've seen the movie. Like, I know – I really know it like the back of my hand. Yeah. Um, I can quote every single line, which is insane. It's probably just one of two movies in my whole life where I can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of their cutaways to these actors are so funny. What are your favorites? <laughs> Cutaway. I mean they're – ju- They're just reaction cutaways think, to the actors. I think Michael McKeon is doing the Lord's work in this movie. <laughs> yeah. I feel like – He's reacting in the background a lot of the time yes. when the, yes. he doesn't even have any dialogue. He's just like, what is going on? And that his character is just the one that's like, all right, what what the hell? Eileen <laughs> Brennan we- has some funny yeah. has some funny reaction some shots. Funny. I mean, Eileen mm-hmm. Brennan is... Oh, my God. Kills the, She's killing it I here. Can't, uh, I laugh every time she's on screen. And that's the thing. She, <laughs> Eileen Brennan is somebody that, you know, I as a kid in the early 80s I knew from Private Benjamin. So all these people kind of had these, like, long histories. Yeah. And we can't, you mm-hmm. finally throw them together here and it's like, of course, it's... Eileen Brennan does have some... Uh, speaking of, like, reaction shots, uh, I'm trying to remember what scene it is, but she does, like, this grunt that... Is <laughs> what I'm, oh, I'm totally forgetting of what you would think I know it. Yeah, um, she, 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 someone says something and she goes, huh? huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so amazing. And of course, like they mentioned in the Siskel and Ebert review, mm-hmm. the legs crossing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While, while Mrs. White is explaining her or her husband, late husband's demise. Mm-hmm. Um, Everyone just has well, a great the, chance to shine. Yeah, absolutely. And the, another thing, too, is like for, for people like us who had watched it early on as kids, we think it's funny because they're, you know, they're slapping each other and dropping ladies on the floor and running back and forth. But there are jokes that we later got as adults yeah. that maybe we didn't really laugh or know what they meant as kids. And then just a lot of things that – not even jokes, but just like the whole political climate. Yeah, I was of, gonna say it set during the McCarthy hearings. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the 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 joke about Wadsworth's wife having friends who are socialists, and I love and I love all of them look shocked, and then Leslie Ann Warren is just looking back and forth. Like, oh, and what? you hear and you hear and Mrs. Peacock, Mrs. Peacock in the background. <gasps> Yeah, she's grimacing. <laughs> she's a senator's wife. She can't be around socialists, oh. you know, stuff like that. And the and Michael McKeon, the, the well, okay, we have to set up that these people are brought to this house, right? Mm-hmm. They all have a mysterious letter. They've been summoned to this home, and you had a letter, and you, and had, you had a letter, letter. you had a letter, you had a letter. <laughs> and when they arrive, they're greeted by the butler Wadsworth, played by Tim Curry, and he greets them with. A pseudonym, a name of a character from the board game Clue, which does not exist in this movie. Um, and so there are Colonel Mustard and Mrs. White and Miss Scarlet and so forth. How um, did you guys feel when you were kids that – That they didn't match they, the characters on the game? They didn't match the characters on the game. I kinda, thought that kinda was – Kind of mad about it. Yeah. yeah. No yeah. color – No yeah. wardrobe did not yeah. like offer any color shades to their characters. Mrs. White is famously the maid. Yeah. In the game. And Miss Scarlet on a lot of the game boxes is Asian. It's Asian. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Colonel Mustard is like an English explorer type 
you know, with the pith helmet and the big mustache. I was, I was always obsessed with our clue box. Sure. That every it was did you like, have a, like oh did you was, have the 80s one or like you had like a super classic, 60s one yeah. classic clue one i think that it was probably one from the early 90s oh, okay. and they were sort oh. of a painting of everyone and sure. i remember being obsessed with how glamorous miss scarlet looked <laughs> yeah. okay in the vcr game they are closer to their archetypical board game cover characters um and yeah i remember being like okay mrs white is supposed to be the maid, and in this movie, she's just a glamorous woman. Um, and we have Yvette the maid. Yvette is the maid, bouncing yes. boobs. Made-up character, Colleen Camp, who is not French. Well, mm-hmm. maybe she's French, but she doesn't she, have this accent. She's not this was the... <laughs> yes, oh, that's the one I have. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Where I'm, I'm bringing up my clue. It's the like a retro series. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's the one I have from probably the late 80s. Miss Scarlet just lounging on the couch, just selling sex, smoking. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll post a picture of it. Yeah. I'll put it on yeah, the Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they, uh, the, it's set against this backdrop of like political intrigue in the 1950s. Set in New England. Set in New England. And mm-hmm. you know, the movie starts, it says New England 1954. Yep, I think. Shake, Rattle, and Roll is playing. Is it Bill Haley and his Comets, I think. Um, and, you know, as a kid, I'm just like, New England. Or, you know, I'm seven, I'm six. You know what it's like? New England, where's that? <laughs> <laughs> They're not teaching us that, you know, first and grade like, social studies. Should these people have British accents? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? Um and then all the stuff with, like, J. Edgar Hoover calling. Like, why is J. Edgar Hoover on your phone? He's on everybody else's, <laughs> you know? So it's like, as a kid, I don't know what that means. Why is that funny, you know? And yeah. so as, we grow, as we age, we, you know, we learn our history, finally. Mm-hmm. And we start to get these deeper jokes that, that didn't really, you know, affect us when we were kids. But so there's, there's layers, and the movie has, has lasted this long because of, because of all that. It's like, there's all these different types of Yeah, like, it works, it works so much better on, light, like... Think of this movie if it would have been set in 85. Oh, and no, just yeah. how weird yeah. it would have been. Yeah, if it's yeah. A, a clue mm-hmm. movie, has to like be. Like, if, yeah. if it would have been contemporary at the time, yeah. it wouldn't yeah. have worked. But, I mean, it just starts off right off the bat as Wadsworth is shuffling everybody into the library, you know, with the the false library door opening and closing on people and you know <laughs> and even that as a little kid you just look at that set it's like a fun house oh my god the set like the can set. we talk about this? Yeah. <laughs> this house that they made complete with square tiles on the ground mm-hmm. yep and they do some overhead shots so you can see that it's like this is a board game yeah you know? and that i think they shot that at the burbank studios okay oh um, Sure. It was on one of the lots, either Burbank or Paramount. Mm-hmm. And then according to uh, – actually, I know someone who worked on it many, many years ago. Um, they also filmed it on location in Pasadena. There's that, the exterior The exteriors yeah. of the mansion are in Pasadena, okay. which I would love to yeah. track this down. Well, the thing is, the only thing that you can – that is real is there's like a low wall mm-hmm. because the house is clearly a matte painting, a yeah. beautiful yeah. matte painting. When you watch it on a – Good mm-hmm. TV. <laughs> or a, a modern TV, I should say. Yeah, it's like you're driving up to the house. Yeah. Um, all of that is completely a matte painting. But there's a portion as they're driving up. And there's like a low wall. And it goes down. And it's kind of hard to explain. But okay. that's real. I would imagine that's that, used in other movies. I would imagine that it's probably where those mansions in Pasadena where Wayne well, Manor Well, it's where the is. Wayne Manor, yeah. The, also where Tom Girardi's house is. 
No, it's on the other side of the freeway. On the other side. Okay. Oh, okay. Sure. That's where Wayne Manor is. Mm-hmm. What about the Death Becomes Her Mansion? Oh, right. Now that's... I think that's more in San Marino. That I don't know. And that's been used, I, I feel like, in mm-hmm. several movies, mm-hmm. too. Okay. I think yeah. that one of the exteriors... But that's, again, just the f- the ground level and yeah. everything else yeah. going yeah. up is completely... Yeah, one of the exteriors for that is definitely in San Marino. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they do... You know, they kind of show how, on like on the board game, there are these specific rooms that are just for one... One purpose, the billiard room and the library. And we were wondering that. what a lounge, or no. The, the lounge. The lounge. Yeah, yeah, the lounge. Like, what is the lounge for <laughs> in an old house? I guess to... A salon? A, a, like, I was wondering... <laughs> to rest in b- before dinner or after sure. dinner. I was wondering drinks. if like, yeah. you were a guest and you were just waiting for the owner of the house to come down. Because you would they, wait in the lounge. That's where they put the motorist is in the lounge. Mm-hmm. The the cop gets put in the library, and then all the bodies are in the study. <laughs> oh, the study. the study. But that's where most of the action takes place after dinner. The study is mainly an office. Yeah, it's an, yeah it looks mm-hmm. like an office. It has a fireplace. It's a big room. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a conservatory, and I often I always refer to rooms that look like that with like a big like atrium kind of room. I always call them conservatory. I mean, it's like when you're on the Haunted Mansion movie. ride, and you go through the conservatory, and there's the coffin. Sure, yeah. 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 Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a greenhouse. Yeah, a greenhouse room with with plants and stuff. An, an herbarium, mm-hmm. as as, uh, as arboretum. As Mar- yes. <laughs> I always remember in Rosemary's Baby, uh, Mia Farrow refer- uh, says that um, ha- that the Castavets have a an herbarium, and she just has an herb garden in her kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we love we love the sets of this movie, and there's like the peripheral people. That are not just our our players because Wadsworth obviously doesn't have an analogy character in the game. Um, and well, because it's Mister Body. But yeah, mm-hmm. or is Mister Body even in the? game? I thought they kind isn't, of introduced the whole Mister Body. Mister Body, the, the I thought they that... kind of introduced the whole Mister Body thing after this movie because the game doesn't. I think oh, maybe I the instructions on the game now say Mister Body has died or whatever. Like that's the person that's dead. But um, I think that was introduced in this movie. Oh, really? Yeah, I think I could well, be completely I, yeah, wrong. I, mean, I remember from the games. Yeah, you're at Body Body, body yeah, Manor, Manor, and he was the host. Mm-hmm. And that's in the. I think that's in the VCR game. But the butler in the VCR game, his name is Did It. Get it? He's the butler. Did it? Oh. <laughs> um, and we also have the cook. Dinner will be ready at seven thirty. <laughs> Her one line, but very memorable. Kelly Nakapura, she passed away recently. Oh, did she? Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, but this was the first time I had seen a lot, a lot of people, too. Colin Camp, who I would go on to see on, on Roseanne a lot. Yeah, you see Colin Camp show up everywhere. Mm-hmm. My first, um, well, it was more like an internship when I first moved to L.A. I worked for an independent production company. Mm. And the producers I worked for had a, uh, a business relationship with Colleen Camp. Ooh. Because <laughs> she, I guess, was producing back then. Okay. And so I would answer the phone sometimes. And a couple of times <laughs> it was Colleen. And I'm, I'm like so like biting my tongue wanting to say how much of a fanboy I am. Like, oh my um, God, Yvette. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they, no, not my face, but every inch of my body. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, that I had that's very cool. That was my first like one degree of separation yeah. to the Clue alumni. Yeah, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we wanted to go over uh, the characters, kind of 
bit by bit and what we love about each of these actors and yeah. what they bring to these performances. This is the first thing that I had seen Tim Curry in. I, I mean, oh, at, at that's seven a, years old. That's a hard call for me. At seven I mean, years old, I had not seen Legend. Yes. Yeah. And that came out in 85 as well. Both in 85. Can yeah. you believe that? Yeah. That is some fucking range yeah. right there. <laughs> <laughs> and where playing, do you find the time? You're playing Legend. Darkness and Legend, and then you can play, you can just skip right over to Wadsworth. To Wadsworth. A decade after Rocky mm-hmm. Horror. I was, yeah, I was going to say, and I was, I was still a couple of years away from Rocky I, Horror. I had an mm-hmm. uncle who introduced me to Rocky Horror at a very young mm-hmm. age, and I might have been nine or ten yeah i think i watched rocky horror when i was a teenager so i feel like rocky horror coincided Uh with my introduction to clue sure i hate to be the younger millennial of the group but i think that it's for my introduction to tim curry it's probably home alone 2 lost in new york (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. not muppet treasure island not muppet treasure Island. at least it was lost Mm -hmm. in new york (laughs) which is fine but um yeah, I uh, obviously Tim Curry has these like iconic characters, mm-hmm. you know, like we said, Rocky Horror and and Legend and and Home Alone 2 Lost in New York. But <laughs> I think, you know, when I'm watching this as a kid, he's just like he's in every shot practically. Oh yeah, movie. he has a lot of dialogue yeah. in the script. Well, and at for the last act, oh yeah, yep. he it's does all just so a, much heavy lifting. It's all just yeah. a giant paragraph. Yeah. Oh of him God. explaining who did it. Yeah. And not only is he explaining who did it, he's running back and forth. He's, you know, falling out of refrigerator doors, you know, um, chasing people down and all, all that stuff. It's like a physically demanding performance, mm-hmm. um, but still really funny. And like just, you know, he's holding the movie up and it's like, I'm good with it. You know, he's, he's, he's doing And he never things. feels like he's carrying it all his own, too. Well, no, because everybody yeah, else because so everyone good. else is so yeah. good. They're like mm-hmm. huge, like titans of like comedy. So it's like you don't feel like it's just yeah. one person's movie when really he's he is doing like he's doing a lot of heavy lifting, especially in that third act. Um, but yeah, so uh, Wadsworth and maybe he's possibly is Mister Body. <laughs> if we're gonna believe, oh, if we believe ending the third three, ending. <laughs> sure. Um, yes. Oh, I forgot about the worst witch. Oh, it's probably yes. a toss-up between oh, okay. the the worst witch and Home Alone, which it, it might it might be the worst witch that yeah. I remember first seeing him in, which also came out in '85. Wow! wow. Oh my god! <laughs> I just remember, and I have not seen that movie. It keeps coming oh, up we, every uh, Halloween. We did, a, we did a revisit of it this last October. I've never I, yes, seen it all the way through. He had never seen yeah, all the way through. He only through. watches it. But I remember like, it being rerun on the Disney Channel every October when I was a kid. Yes. Yeah, I didn't watch it growing up either. Um I was I was watching I was watching Clue for my Tim Curry fix, mm-hmm. but I do remember um, when my sister was probably about fifteen, she found out about Rocky Horror. Um, we rented it, uh, we watched it together. She told me the whole backstory of you know the legendary midnight showings and all that stuff, and we watch it, and I'm just like, whoa, Wadsworth, what the hell is going on? You know, I'm like. 12 at this point um and yeah that's when i started to to kind of understand that tim curry just kind of has like a crazy cool punk rock like mm-hmm. weird career well there are those there's those pictures on the legend set with him and grace jones yeah <laughs> which i think mm-hmm. 
you, I think you would have to put his photo in a dictionary next to the word camp as well. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Because yeah. he, he cornered that – like that became his brand, I feel like, mm-hmm. when you look at his whole yeah. his whole filmography. Yeah, yeah. And he just has that like that booming voice. Yeah. You know, and he's English in this cast of Americans. And so he's kind of like he, – even though he's he's the butler, I, I butle. <laughs> and those expressive <laughs> eyes. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, so it does kind of seem like he's the one that – he is masterminding everything that's going on, you know. Whether or not he is the real Mr. Body, I think that the character Wadsworth still is kind of – he's pulling all the strings in the entire movie. Mm-hmm, you know, yeah. even when Mr. Body or the fake Mr. Body, you know, arrives. Um so we should go down the line. Who? who I mean, I'm just going on IMDb. All right, what do you got? Um, Eileen Brennan. All right, as so Mrs. Eileen Peacock. Brennan is Mrs. Peacock. Yes, I, I only knew of her from maybe the couple of scenes I've seen in um, Private Benjamin when mm-hmm, I was little, mm-hmm. and then of course, as as I mentioned before, she's in Murder by Death, mm-hmm. Neil Simon's Murder by Death, which is, I think, the granddaddy of Clue. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And that was about it. Sure. I think she did a couple of episodes of Laverne and Shirley Mm -hmm. at some point. But, you know, just – and Mrs. Peacock in this movie, not wearing a blue dress. Mrs. Peacock usually typically classically wears a blue dress in all of the Clue game. Do you want to know my my introduction of Eileen Brennan was? Sure. The New Adventures of Pippi Longstocking. All right. There you Mm -hmm. go. The New Adventures of Pippi Longstocking. So the fake fake Pippi Longstocking. The one that you don't like. Yes. The fake Pippi Longstocking. The fake one. (laughs) Yeah. Because the real one is the Swedish one with Inger Nilsson from Mm -hmm. the 70s where it is dubbed into English and their lips don't match the words. Oh, wow. They used to show those. KTLA, Family Film Festival, movie for a Sunday afternoon. Practically every other weekend in the 80s. Um, I love... Mrs. Peacock in this movie, she just has some great – she has some great physical stuff. Yeah. Her her hat with the feathers in it just like getting <laughs> in her mm-hmm. face. Yeah. You know, when she's just like – is like going to town on that dinner. Oh, my God. The soup scene. <laughs> well, someone's got to break the ice and it might as well be me. I mean, I'm used to being hostess. It's part of my husband's work and it's always difficult when a group of new friends meet together for the first time to get acquainted. So I'm perfectly prepared to start the ball rolling. I mean, I – I have absolutely no idea what we're doing here or what I'm doing here or what this place is about, but I am determined to enjoy myself and I'm very intrigued and oh my, this soup's delicious, isn't it? Slurping <laughs> slurping that uh, monkey's the brains, monkey's brain. <laughs> though popular in Cantonese cuisine, are not often found, found in Washington, Washington D.C. Is that what we ate? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, this is my favorite recipe. Um, I know, madam. <laughs> her little speech about, you know, awkward silences yeah. and, oh. you know. And she's used to being part of a host. <laughs> it's part of her husband's work. And uh, it's, you know. We're not supposed to say who we really are. <laughs> well, heaven's Betsy, I don't know why, but I am determined to enjoy myself. And oh my, this soup's delicious, isn't it? Heaven's to Betsy. She says heaven's to Betsy. And I love <laughs> And I love the it. The rest of this episode is just going to be us quoting yeah. the movie. <laughs> oh my, the soup's delicious. And that's, again, you know, the, that's kind of what I, when we started this show to begin with, right? My cousins, 
would hang out and play with us a lot. We had cousins that were our age, and um, they would always come over, and we're always playing with our cousins. And every now and then, it would be like, let's sit down, let's watch a movie. If they got to choose, it was... They're not putting on Clue. Rocky, yeah, Karate like, Kid, ugh, Predator, top, top Gun. Oh, God. Predator I was watching. You know, but, you know, for me and my sister were choosing, it was Back to the Future, Clue, you know... Um, European vacation, but <laughs> but you know they did not give two shits about Clue, and like they weren't, and if they did, they didn't care about Mrs. Peacock mm-hmm. and Mrs. White. Those are not their favorite characters. The <laughs> you know the older like uh, Dowager Widow and mm-hmm. like and like <laughs> and a, the and senator's a DC wife, madam. And a politician's <laughs> and wife, a DC madam, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I was obsessed with these. Three right? ladies. Yeah. You know, their outfits, their performances, their attitudes, everything. I was just like, I found something in each of them. We were drawn to the camp and it takes yeah. a special yep. little, little child gay boy <laughs> to just recognize it, yeah. respect it, yeah. quote it, love it, yeah. Yeah. learn it. <laughs> yeah. And all three, like I said, all three of these ladies have memorable quotable scenes yeah you know and they're all like you said they're all completely different like mm-hmm. a, a dc madam and and it, and i mean we, we'll go right to um, so kind of moving down to madeline khan as oh, mrs khan. white sure um we're very fascinated with hiko do you think that her sleeves are detachable from her dress oh when you look at okay. her sleeves I, I, it's the answer is in the movie oh it is yes when the flames are on the side of her face, oh, both of her she, arms she hold- are up, holding her hands to the sides of her face. Can you see them connected? They're not connected. Yep. Her sleeves are like leg warmers for her arms. <laughs> oh, they were not like gloves? She didn't have gloves on? No, they're, they're just... They're, they're not gloves. They're completely just... It's like an opera... It's a three-quarter length sleeve, but her dress is strapless. Mm-hmm. Oh. So her shoulders and her decolletage yes. are completely bare. Yes. But she has a three-quarter length sleeve on, but the top of the sleeve ends right at her bust. So when she's just standing and talking, it looks like the sleeve could be part mm-hmm. of the dress. Yeah. But in the flames on the sides of my face, she raises both her arms, and you see that they're literally arm warmers. They're like yeah. leg warmers. They're just oh. tubes that are slid onto her arms. So this movie was costumed yeah. by Michael Kaplan, and I would imagine that he probably did the sketch as it kind of like a traditional dress, and mm-hmm. they probably just cut him off. Cut him off just because <laughs> Madeline was running around yeah. this entire set, and it would have just it would have probably just be more it would probably just be more comfortable for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's something I'll have to look forward to yeah. and, and and pick up on next time I watch it. Yeah, we we're, we're talking about it as the movie was going on, and then when the when my favorite speech happened, I was like, "Oh, there it is." Yes, I did it. I killed Yvette. I hated her so much. It it the it flame flames flames on the side of my face, breathing breath heaving breaths. I love her entrance. Because she's in the coat, yes. she has the big, she has the big reveal, white satin lining of this like of this overcoat. Right, right before she sniffs the dog, yeah. she stepped in. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the thing. It's like there's sometimes there's sophisticated humor is really smart, but then Wadsworth steps in dog shit, and yeah. everybody smells it. And that that gag, that running gag, was edited out of the TV version. No. 
So <laughs> for like the first 10 years I was in love with this movie. Yeah. I you would, had no idea. I had no idea until I got the DVD oh and saw so the God. unedited version. And it's – yeah. What kind sniffing. of puritanical editor is sitting there saying, <laughs> we got to cut that dog shit scene? Like, come on. <laughs> This is gross. People are people are eating. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I love that um, now that we know her relationship kind of with, um, I don't know, everybody in the movie. She kind of like the way she looks at Mrs. Scarlet and the way she looks at Yvette. And she's just very like, I don't, she's playing a lot in in scenes where there's not dialogue. Um, she ha- yeah it's she mm-hmm. you can, it's that that's a great actress yeah. Like, yeah she you can tell she holds this disdain for yeah. the other characters yeah yeah and you know she when she's accused um, we're all learning each other's pasts after Mr. Body is killed mm-hmm. they're they're all um, learning about their pasts and she like denies something and it's almost like a seems like an ad lib where she like. Like does like, yeah. a, like some, she does something with her of, tongue. There's mm-hmm. a lot of Madeline Kahn little ticks in there yes, that I think ticks. are definitely her the throwing ticks. them in. Um, you know, the different characters kind of deny or refute whatever they're what they're accused of at the beginning in different yeah. ways. And hers is very funny because she's just like, nope, nope. My my first husband he died. <laughs> Second husband. Yeah. He was an illusionist. He, he disappeared. He never reappeared. Well, he wasn't a very was good illusionist. <laughs> She's just like, she has nothing. She's not giving away anything. You know, Men are I like Kleenex. It. Soft, strong, and disposable. And disposable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a line that she said yes. that until I got the DVD, I could not decipher what she was saying. What was oh. it? And I had to put the subtitles on. Oh. And she's... Uh, it's after the cook is killed, and Colonel Mustard says something about drawn to it like flies. And oh. she says, flies are where men are most vulnerable. Yes. But she says it really fast. Yeah. Yes. And yes. it's like, what? Fly? And, that's, and that's also kind of a joke that is like, what does that mean? Flies mm-hmm. like your zipper. Oh. Flies are where men oh, are most vulnerable. Sure. Yeah. Thank you for explaining that to me. Love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> My mind is blown yeah. right now. Because it sounds like she's saying flies are women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Flies are where men, where men, where men are, are most vulnerable. vulnerable. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was like, I had no clue. Got, mm-hmm. And I remember when I got this DVD. And it's the old cheap kind of DVD yep. that's in the cardboard the with old, the little claps. It's the old, yeah. cl- cl- it's the old Paramount DVDs. Oh, no, I'm lying. It doesn't have the click. It's plastic. It's right yeah. in front of my face. But it's the old Paramount DVD. It's There's not really... Well, there's a, the, the three endings, but it also has a thing where you can choose which ending you watch. Yeah, yes. that's true. We always pick. We always pick with all three. All three. Yeah. You got oh, it. it does a thing where it either randomizes it or you watch it with everything. Yes, those mm-hmm. are the options. Yep. Yeah, which is great. But yeah, when I finally got that, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find out what you freaking says because I want to know. And <laughs> you would think there would have been some kind of anniversary Blu-ray, right? <laughs> I mean, it's now we are now more than 35 years mm-hmm. past. Sure. Uh, I mean, Paramount has their has their Paramount um, their fakey Criterion collection, their, their fake Criterion collection. <laughs> We'd Paramount get a Paramount. Yeah, <laughs> they just did Ghost. Yeah, we. Have, that's how. Come on, Paramount. Ghost Jeez. DVD is. They gotta wait till what the fortieth anniversary <laughs> yeah, now, which seriously. is what three years from now. Yeah, but um, I guess the, for the thirtieth anniversary, I feel like they did. There was some indie 
documentary mm-hmm. behind the scenes. I think you can find it on YouTube. Yeah, I remember that. I remember hearing about that. And yeah, I think I, I think I remember hearing about when it was like in um crowdfunding mode. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Yes. And then I was like, well that's never Well there was a out. big BuzzFeed <laughs> oral history of it that I yes, remember that they got Adam interviews. Oh. That I think they got interviews with almost everyone. Yes, that was for the thirtieth anniversary. Okay. Including Tim Curry that I they th- that they put that they put it back in the article when he had sort of recovered and he could give a better interview. Yeah, I think they came out in 2015 for the 30th anniversary, and that was that was a great, like, yeah. very in-depth piece about the movie. Okay. And okay. Uh, so we can move on to Leslie Ann well, Warren. Wait, oh. I want to talk a little bit more about Madeline Kahn, sure. because there were, like, those crazy Madeline Kahn ticks when they're singing for, oh, for She's a yeah, Jolly sure. Fellow. And, and she does She's that. doing those ad-lib harmonies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dead on the floor every time. I would rewind <laughs> yeah. that to and, listen and to her. And also, and like <laughs> you can see, you can see Martin Mull yeah. reacting to her because like, I don't think it was planned. No. Mm-hmm. And he he turns to her and go, like, "What is this woman yeah. doing?" Yes. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And, Who thinks of that? Like comic genius. Yeah. Well, and Madeline Conscious is one of those kind of like comic geniuses that is like, is she crazy? Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> is she all there? Yeah, because she just plays off this stuff, and you know, if you watch Blazing Saddles, I'm tired. Like the way her her scenes in Young Frankenstein, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and she yeah. has a way with her voice. She's a, a, a talent. She was a talented singer, and so she would would do she these, has these things. inflections in her voice. Oh that my god, it re- she really was a one of a kind. Yeah, uh, yeah. R.I.P. And, and uh, yeah, and, and she passed away in 1999. Mm-hmm. And I remember where I found out about the news. I was a f- sophomore in college, and mm-hmm. I was at this Christmas tree lighting in Boston. And my friends and I, of course, we were quoting Clue and because like, we were all Clue nerds. And then this random guy standing next to us turned around and said, you know, Madeline Kahn died today. Oh, my God. And that's how I found – obviously before Twitter. Yeah, I was going to say. You didn't have your smartphone. <laughs> you yeah, there's no trending. Wow. Um, and that's how I found out wow. Madeline Kahn passed away. And she was on, on Cosby, Cosby at the time. Yeah. The CBS version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she was fun on that. I was glad that she was working. Glad to see her. I was like, I love to see Madeline Kahn. Yeah. Great. Voice in a Bug's Life. That was she, probably yeah. one of her last big movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. She's the butterfly? I yeah, I think so. I think, I think she's, the, she's the gypsy bo- yeah. uh, moth, I think. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I feel like Mrs. White was definitely probably my favorite character of all. Of I mean, we're going to talk of... about my favorite character next. <laughs> all right. Who are we got Of next? course, I was obsessed with Miss Scarlet, played by <laughs> Leslie Ann Warren. Leslie Ann Warren. Mm-hmm. And that's green satin dress. That beautiful green satin <laughs> dress that she's almost just like busting out of. Oh yeah. Like there is just so much like sexual energy she out of this looks one like that she is, she is sewn into that dress. Sewn into that day. dress yeah. and is just busting out of it. Yeah. I love it. And right from the beginning, before we even like are fully introduced to her, like up close and see her face, her first her first yeah, shot yeah. is just her profile bending over, bending over the car, car. <laughs> and she sees a car coming, and just it just perfectly like shows you what kind of character she is. She does the it <laughs> happened one night leg, thing. Yeah, yep. she lifts mm-hmm. her leg, knowing she a kicks car her leg up. <laughs> will stop and slow down. Yeah, yeah, um, and you get the character, you get the type of character that she is right away. That she's just this no nonsense kind of broad. That's just like, all right, watch it, you know. She's not ashamed of what she did. No. No. She doesn't deny it either. She doesn't deny it at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, chain smoking through the whole movie. 
change. Oh, yeah. Just cigarette in her hand in practically every scene. When she goes to... <laughs> when, <laughs> when Mr. Green catches Cook... Somebody help me, please. Somebody, Somebody help, help me, me please. please. <laughs> and she like goes over and she's like, ah, cigarette in her hand offers zero help. <laughs> he just drops this dead woman on the ground and Miss Scarlet drops her cigarette. <laughs> so we almost didn't have Leslie Ann Warren in this role. So Carrie Fisher was originally cast and she ended up going to rehab for drug addiction days before the filming. Oh. And I guess that she was almost going to get out to do the role, but insurance wouldn't cover her. And they had to get Leslie at the oh, very last minute. Wow. Mm-hmm. So she stepped into it yeah. without any you know, preparation, pretty damn. much. The 80s Carrie Fisher that I remember just has that Joyce DeWitt, Pat Benatar Ooh. Hair. short hair. Yeah. Yes. You know, the when, when Harry, Harry met Sally. Sally. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, anytime the you. The burbs. The burbs. Oh, yeah. Yes. She just always had that short 80s lady haircut. And I just, she they would have had to have wigged her. I think. Yeah, because I don't know that that hair would have matched. And they couldn't have had both Mrs. White and Miss Scarlet have short hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think to be a, a DC madam in the 50s, she would have had to have, like, voluminous hair, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, always, I don't know. I just picture Carrie Fisher so tiny. <laughs> She's so small. She was a short woman. Mm-hmm. I think she was, like... 411 probably and so next to christopher lloyd yeah (laughs) in those scenes who i mean famously in back to the future they rarely had marty and doc stand next to each other for more than a few oh especially especially michael j fox yeah because because he's five four Mm -hmm. but i i i can see carrie oh yeah i could have seen it also she Mm -hmm. can also play abroad yes yes yeah she can definitely play comedy but i'm so glad that it's leslie though yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. She she kills it. She, I, yeah. Always my favorite as a kid. <laughs> I mean the dra- the the outfit was my favorite. I was yeah. just fascinated by the wrap that was attached by a brooch, and then just just went around her and the gloves and everything. Just yeah. Well, I think what we know your Halloween costume will be next year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could sew that in. Um, Jensen Carp had a really good story about Leslie and Warren, and he um, he got a cameo from her. Ooh. And in the cameo, she talked because Clue is one of his favorite movies. In the cameo, she talked about it, and she talked about the costumes, mm. and she talked about um, the dressers being there every day and the undergarments that they had to wear. And, and I would and imagine that, that she was stuff. probably fitted for all of this very last minute. Probably she yeah. has a very different body type than Carrie. Oh, absolutely. If this yeah, would dress been, was intended for. Yeah, they they had to the change a lot size. of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it would have been the same size at all. Mm. Um, yeah. So. Uh, cameos are famously just on the website, so she might tell that story in a couple of them. So let's we'll we'll check out Leslie Ann Warren's cameo later on. Yeah, I definitely have to do we that. Can get some clue anecdotes. And actually, the uh, now that I'm remembering, I don't think the last screening I saw of Clue was at the mid the midnight screening with you at the Vista, Scott. Mm-hmm. I think the last time I did see it in a big audience was at Cinespia. Oh, okay. Was it at the cemetery or was it at... It was at the cemetery, Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Fun. And it was, I want to say 2018. Okay. Um, And Leslie Ann Warren showed up. (gasps) Fun. To introduce the movie. And Leslie Ann Warren, for the most part of everything that I've read about it, she loves when people ask her about this movie. And she she has, she's aged really well. She's like in her 70s now. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I was so delighted to see her, you know, do a recurring role in Will and Grace yes. back in the 2000s. And very funny yeah. in that role. Oh, my God. Didn't yeah. they do a full Clue episode of Psych that she's in? Yes, they did a, they did a uh-huh. Psych, a Clue um, tribute episode where I think she pl- – I don't know if she played herself or – but Mar- was Martin Mull in it? Oh, wow. And someone else? But I think because the – uh, James Roday's character, the, the lead actor mm-hmm. in Psych, he's I think he's a big Clue fan, mm-hmm. and so because okay. he's our age, yeah. James Roday, you mean James Rodriguez? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, James Roday, changed- who I who I competed with on Twenty Five Words oh, or Less three years ago. <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> he, he recently updated it, so his IMDb now says it's uh, Roday Rodriguez hyphenated. Oh my god! Yeah. Because that's his actual last name. So he's kind of... It's one of those situations where his management told him when he was really young, you got to change this because you don't look... But like now him. it's in to be well, <laughs> non-white. Or he just kind of, you know, oh. yeah. But yeah, they said, you don't you don't look Latin whatsoever. Yeah. So this is going to be too weird. So you need to change it. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Fun fact. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, Leslie Ann Warren is amazing. She's fierce. She's funny. Yeah, everything. She kills it. I think she's so good here. Yeah, because she has a lot of really good reactions. Like especially when uh, I think it's the one where the the ending where she where she did it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and Wadsworth is something like her back and forth of the gun, and I know who it was, and she's like who. <laughs> and then, oh, it's the one where everybody did it. I think it's in part three, where yeah. he's like, and I, and you know, and I know who it was. She's like, who? Um, and yeah, the whole thing about like how many bullets are left in the gun? <laughs> one plus one plus one plus two plus one. Not one plus two plus one plus one. <laughs> Shut up! What matters is one bullet, and you're gonna get it. Um, who do we got next, Scott? Um, I like that she um, is giving zero time for Colonel Mustard, playing by Martin Mall. Love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. The whole – yeah. Their relationship – their dynamic is great. Yeah. Because he's always like, all right, let's go. Let's go search the house. She's like, oh, good. You loved – you died when their matches – they got the, the yeah. right – they pulled the right mm-hmm. straw to be on a team together. And she was just like, ugh. <laughs> she visibly yeah, she has great reactions even yeah. when she's like investigating the ballroom and she's like creeping up on the curtain mm-hmm. and she she lets out this ah, ah, yeah yeah it's yeah. like shrieky yeah. uh, that scene's pretty suspenseful too yeah i always mm-hmm. think i always think someone's gonna like jump out at her it's just a broken window mm-hmm. it's just a wind with, with a little yeah. bit of a breeze yeah yep. little little wind coming through the window yeah but Colonel Mustard, Martin Mall. Yeah. I recently, I recently, I just saw him in the final season of Grace and Frankie. Oh, okay. And so okay. good for him for yeah. still working as well. Yeah. Martin Mall um, did a few seasons on Roseanne. Leon. Leon. Yeah. Does yeah. Leon come back for the Connors? Do they did, get Martin Mall at all? Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah. I watched I all watched of it. And I don't remember. I'd be curious yeah. to see where that character is now. Right? Why not? He, Why not? Yeah, they mm-hmm. should bring him Well, back. they married him to Fred Willard. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they married yeah. him off to Fred Willard. And, you know, in, in the 90s to have uh, – he wasn't a main character. She wasn't a lead by any means, but he was in, He was a co-owner yeah. of the of the lunchbox. When we were – And they had a gay wedding. Yeah. On Roseanne, yeah. Roseanne plans it. <laughs> yeah. And she has go-go boys for him. When we were – Watching those episodes of Roseanne a few months ago, mm-hmm. I was kind of thinking it was interesting that if you were to have a gay character on a sitcom now, it would be a very different type. 
than what yeah. he plays. But I kind of like that they're that specific with Leon on Roseanne. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in the early episodes when they just find out he's gay yeah. and like he's he hides it from his mother and like and Roseanne like tells the boyfriend like you know she kind of tells him like it is like well he, you gotta get him to talk to his mom about it yeah his stuff on Roseanne's cool. and it's and yeah it's also interesting I know we're on a Roseanne kick That's now okay. it's <laughs> it's it's probably you know portraying a realistic. Midwestern, yeah, small absolutely, town. Yeah. yeah. You know, mm-hmm. blue collar town, mm-hmm. gay man. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. The what the what the hell am I still doing in this town after all these years? <laughs> kind of a guy, yeah. But uh, Colonel Mustard's a fun character. Um, you know, he's uh, war profiteer. A war profiteer mm-hmm. would steal parts from planes and sell them, right? And how many of our airmen died <laughs> because their radios didn't work? That line, that line made me lol last night. <laughs> But he came into money when he lost his mommy and daddy. <laughs> <laughs> that line always made my dad laugh. My dad and my uncle always laughed. My, my mommy and daddy. <laughs> that one. Yeah. And then so he has ties to Miss Scarlet because she's the madam. Mm-hmm. And he would often visit her, her girls. Right. Um, and then the, the motorist was his driver. Everybody's everybody's in the war. Yeah, his motorist was his driver in the war. The motorist. I love that. Just that phrase. (laughs) Someone who showed up in a car. (laughs) So he's the motorist. I guess it was a 1950s way (laughs) of saying (laughs) that dude. (laughs) That dude in the other room. Yeah. Um, Michael McKeon is Mr. Green. Were you were you scandalized when you were young when they call him out being gay? Uh, I remember sort of being the whole reason that he's being blackmailed. Mm -hmm. The only reason that he's being blackmailed, he's not, I mean, he is doing something illegal. It's 1954, but (laughs) he's existing, but you know, he's not stealing government secrets. He's just being himself. He's just being a homosexual. And I have to say, 1985, Michael McKeon. Oh, right? Get it. Right. Adorable. Yeah. (laughs) Super cute. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. Hi, Michael McKeon. Yes. Yes. You know, we always said that if they ever did another Clue movie. Which they are. Which, I mean, supposedly they're... Ryan Reynolds. They're writing... They're rewriting... I read a recent thing that they're rewriting the script. So there are still drafts that they're making of it. Oh, jeez. Right. But before all of this, yes, my friends and I always said if they ever did another Clue movie, that it should be Christopher Guest. Yeah, all of the and Christopher Guest. Michael actors. McKeon went yep. on to go do oh, all the Christopher that Guest would movie. Be, But wouldn't that you know be great? Yeah. I, I had a conversation with someone too about if they were to redo Clue, mm-hmm. keep it still period specific. Yeah, yeah, have to. Catherine O'Hara as Mrs. Peacock. Yeah, exactly. And Megan Mullally as Mrs. White. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. I was, yes, yes, I was thinking Parker Posey as Mrs. White. Okay, if I you're gonna go with the Christopher Guest, if you're gonna go the Christopher Guest route, yeah, route, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I like it, and and Michael McKeon as Mr. Green, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and um, oh, why am I blanking on her name? Uh, she just won the Emmy. Jennifer Coolidge. Jennifer Coolidge oh. is Yvette. <laughs> Perfect. There you go. There you go. But, you know, if we are going by ending number three being the real ending, then Mr. Green isn't really a homosexual. 
He's, he's going to go home. home and sleep with I his know, wife. Sleep with his wife. <laughs> so I was always kind of like, oh, <laughs> it was a lie. <laughs> yeah. It's been, he's been a plant. All, but why? I but, thought men like you were called a fruit. fruit. <laughs> a plant. <laughs> See, because I didn't even know what a plant meant. I was like, a plant? What is that? Why, yeah. is, why is he a plant? And I, I don't think I got the fruit, the fruit part yeah. either. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then when he says, I'm a homosexual, and everybody's just like, Wadsworth, if you look, they cut to Wadsworth and Miss Scarlet are standing next to each other. And Wadsworth, as soon as he says it in the cutaway, he just has uh, he has the um, papers. papers, files in his hands, and he just like looks at them. And just like starts kind of thumbing through them, just yeah. like okay, he's gonna look away. Well, I know. I th- see. I interpreted that reaction as Wadsworth going through like that wasn't in his file. Oh, okay. oh <laughs> he, sure. That, he sure. just outed himself for no reason. Yeah, maybe. yeah. Maybe okay. there was another secret. Sure. And All Wadsworth right. didn't have that on the file. See there, that would make sense too. Because I was like, mm-hmm. if he wasn't really a homosexual and he was a plant the whole time, then. They were blackmailing him for how long? Like this is a long con. The FBI is playing, so maybe part yeah. three isn't really the real ending. Mm-hmm. No, but I think Michael McKean was his physical comedy is great when he breaks that table. Yeah, so good. <laughs> In the Makes study. me laugh every time. <laughs> Laugh every time, and then at the end when Wadsworth tosses him into the bathroom yeah. during his reenactment. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Great. All that stuff is great. Um, and his, and his accident prone moments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, every time the gong and the and the doorbell and all and that the thunder stuff. and the yeah. soup. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just spilling his drinks on every on I all guess the ladies. We'll round out talking about the cast. Christopher Lloyd is Professor Plum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love Christopher Lloyd. I mean, that's the thing. It's like he's he's, he's I feel he's like doc. Professor Plum doesn't get to do probably Much. right. As he doesn't get to have as much fun as everybody else's in the movie. Yes, he's kind of like the the pencil necked, like right, stiff, right. like intellectual who yeah can't have any fun. Yeah, and even when st- when he's like scheming in the movie, it's still not even that fun because the only thing he really does is like he says Mister Body's dead when he clearly isn't, mm-hmm. and then and his funniest line is probably. It's you and me, honey, honey bunch. bunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good with, with when he and Mrs. Peacock. Peacock get paired up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that line's great. And but- the singing telegram woman played by Jane Weedlin. Jane Weedlin from the Go Go's mm-hmm. was his assistant. Or a student. His student. Yeah. Yes. That they had a relationship with. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um one of his lines he says he works for the United Nations organization. And he worked for a branch of the United Nations organization, the World Health, Health organization, organization, which are both real organizations. And it's you know who. It's you know who. <laughs> yeah. Put it together. That was another thing that my uncle caught and, and said out loud. And me and my sister were like, what? <laughs> and, uh, and I always thought that was great. Um, and then, oh, he says something about like working for like, I don't. I forgot what he said, but he said something like working for like criminally insane or something. But then I started working with the government and Wadsworth. So your work hasn't changed, you know. Just little little things like that, little mm-hmm. just little jabs that are in there. That it's like okay, that's funny as a kid, but you know, it's great. They're, jokes. they're great jokes. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yvette Colin Camp as Yvette is great. Um, we also have the motorist and the cop who are just kind of like pawns, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> They're brought in just to kind of stir things up. 
who get added to the the body count. Oh, interesting. Yeah. The motorist was in Jaws and Jaws Two. Oh, I think that he works for the sheriff department. Yes, he is. He's sure. the, yeah, he's oh. the guy that works for. Mm-hmm. He's like the assistant that Brody sends to go get like paint and like poster to boards. put the sign on the beach. Yeah, okay, the sure. Beach. Oh, okay. At the very beginning of Jaws. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Jade Winlet, Jane Weedland of the Go Go's was kind of going through a moment in the eighties and the mid to late. 80s I was gonna have you. She was in a lot of I was movies. gonna see if you could guess her IMDb most known for. I mean, because she, she did briefly act in the eighties. Yeah, I was gonna say, is it just all cameos? Is it Clue and B- Bill and Ted? Are they on there? Clue, Bill and Ted. Oh, that's right. <laughs> She's in a Star Trek movie. Pete. She's Joan oh, of Arc. She she is Joan of Arc. She is in uh, the uh, the Voyage Home, Star Trek Four. Yeah, she's the one on where, they save the whales, where they save the whales, and then a movie called the. The Pyrex Glitch, which I am not familiar with. Not familiar with with the Pyrex Glitch. It is directed by Jane Weedlin, too. (laughs) Work. That's why it's on her most known. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Interesting. But the thing is, Jane Weedlin is, like, beautiful, this gorgeous, like, woman. She's in this, like, cool pop punk band. And she looks like Winona Ryder. So they were like, let's get her in movies. Speaking of punk band, um... Uh, Lee, oh, yeah, Ving Lee Ving was the singer of a band he's called the the Fear. Oh, he's in Fear. Yeah, Fear. he's in yep. Fear. That's right. Very That's, interesting. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And Lee Ving also showed up in an episode of Who's the Boss oh. in the early 90s. <laughs> okay. That's the only other time I've yeah. seen him. <laughs> yeah. I remember we always thought it was it's funny. Flashdance. His name is Lee mm-hmm. Ving. But, I mean, that's, oh. his, like, that's his punk band name. I did not... Get that until just now. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> Holy! Leaving. Why did I he's not? Leaving. He's leaving. Why did I not get? That oh, until I don't just think now? that I. You didn't get it either. I didn't get leaving. that. I didn't get that either. <laughs> you have to say it out loud. Come on. Oh, he's leaving. Why did I not get that? Yeah. And he's Mr. Body. He gets killed first. <laughs> oh my God! Leaving. Yeah. And he play and his Mr. Body is like the slime ball. Like his know, Mr. Like Body he came from the set of Goodfellas. Yes, <laughs> you know he's wearing like fifties like cool guy clothes, like greaser clothes. You know, and his hair slicked back. And he's got like these cool shoes on. I want to know where he went shopping for those boxes and purple ribbons. Yes, the purple ribbons. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like that was very. They all came custom sized for yeah. each weapon. Each box. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> do you remember who gets each weapon? Oh, I do. Ooh, Let's okay. hear it. Okay, um, Mrs. Peacock gets the knife. Yes, she Mi- holds it. Mr. Green gets the lead pipe. Ms. Uh, Professor Plum gets the gun revolver. Yeah. Uh, Miss Scarlet gets the a candlestick. What's, What's this, this for? for? <laughs> <laughs> um, Mrs. White gets um, the gets the rope. The rope. Yeah. Uh, the wrench is um, Colonel Mustard. Colonel Mustard. Yes. Yeah, because he carries it into. The billiard room. Yes. There is safety in numbers. <laughs> My darling. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, of course we remember who. <laughs> <laughs> but that's such a clever thing, too, because they yeah. have to incorporate the elements of the game. Mm-hmm. And they do it in a way that's like, all right. It, it feels, works for it me. Feels it feels organic yeah, to the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't feel shoehorned in. They're used throughout yep. the movie. Mm-hmm. The gun is used throughout. There's one for the chandelier, two for the door, two <laughs> for the, <laughs> the gun cabinet. The knife gets plunged into the cook. Mm-hmm. It will go further into our back. Does the motorist get hit over the head of the candlestick or the is wrench. it the, oh, the wrench? wrench. So the wrench. you see the killer's hand holding the wrench. Mm-hmm. And, and the it cop. ends up being 
Colonel Mustard. Colonel Mustard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the cop is the lead pipe. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, but the gun is definitely that. That's another moment when the singing telegram gets killed. I love all six shots of all the characters in the shadows. Mm-hmm. Once yeah. they hear, once they hear the shot, you see all the reactions. Mm-hmm. That's such a great moment. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I, I've always wondered how they shot that. I mean, they must have, I don't know, lined them up somehow to get a, <laughs> uh, to get it easily shot and done. Yeah, all the stuff in the mm-hmm. dark when the whoever is that who well I guess in the different versions cuz <laughs> Miss Scarlet hits it and one turns, turns, off the, the turns off the power to go kill a vet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Miss Scarlet does it in the first one. Throttled but that's what, that throttled event. Run <laughs> down the hall. Okay, so then Miss Scarlet is ending A. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Peacock Mrs. is Peacock. ending mm-hmm. 2. Mm-hmm. And I love how Eileen Brennan, once Wadworth, Wadsworth figures it out, she just completely changes her character. Oh, yeah. Her yeah. voice yeah. gets lower. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What did, what, did she, what did she call um, Howard Hessman? Yeah, beatnik. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the kingdom of heaven is at hand. <laughs> it's all right. I got news for you. It's already here. <laughs> Your yeah. souls are in danger. Our lives are in danger, you beatnik. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Haven't you ever wanted to say that to a Jehovah Witness that, <laughs> right? that knocks on your door? And then, and then when Mrs. Peacock goes out to her car after waving her gun, threatening everyone, mm-hmm. Howard Hessman shows up from oh, head of the Peacock. class. Yes, from head of the class. And she, how did you know my name? <laughs> the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Throws the yeah, when she, when she changes her voice and, and he's just like, okay, we're all going to leave. We're going to pile the bodies down there, and we're going to leave one by one. Great like, idea. Yeah. I think I'll go first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Love that. She's, uh, so, she's so good. And can but, we just take a moment to like re- remember her on Will and Grace as well? Another, oh, yeah. Another clue. Zandra. Playing Zandra. <laughs> and she was an acting uh, teacher, right? Yeah. She was, she was Jack's, Will, Jack's, oh, Jack's acting yeah, teacher. Class, okay. Yeah. Zandra mm-hmm. with a Z, not Zandra with an S, because Zandra with a Z goes, this is nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> and she is the one that we sing for She's a Jolly Good Fellow. That's right. <laughs> Where we when get, she's leaving. <laughs> when, mm-hmm. when she leaves and we get the amazing ad-lib harmonies. <laughs> ah, she just does like little little bits that she drops in there. It is so funny. We'll have to get that recorded and put it in. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I love it. Um, we I have not mentioned, and our friend Matt Emmerich would be probably upset if we did not talk about Deborah Hill. Oh, she produced ah, yes, this movie. Yes, so, I mean, yes. I think that a lot of this cast might be the ideas of, like, Deborah Hill. Because sure. Deborah Hill is one of those old-school movie producers where she is the sole producing credit of this movie, I right. think. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, having done Halloween and hearing Jamie Lee Curtis talk about how they were friends, they became really good friends since mm-hmm. Halloween, it makes me wonder... Was Jamie Lee Curtis ever in the running? Oh, sure. To play, I mean, Miss Scarlet. Was she mm-hmm. doing like perfect in '85? <laughs> Maybe she couldn't fit it in. <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> she was doing perfect. She's doing all those. I aerobics. think I, I think I was looking up the costume designer, and he did perfect. Of this movie, of the, of of Clue. Well, he was able to do both. Why couldn't she? Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> okay, yeah, that is. Uh, yeah, I always forget that Deborah Hill is. is 
yeah. his credit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you, it's so crazy when you see those movies where it just says produced by as one person. Yeah, and just like, one what? of those pioneering and even, female it, producers. Even mm-hmm. the closing credits after they do the, the playing cards yeah. at the end. The closing credits scene, the clo- the closing credits role it's so short. is <laughs> not that long yeah. compared to... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, all we have are blockbusters now yeah, at yeah. the movie theaters with special yeah. effects and everything. But for that was like a modestly budgeted, this mm-hmm. was simple comedy mm-hmm. on one stage. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And what was the budget? Do we know? Oh, this was probably around $10 million in yeah. 1985. Um, and also, it's probably one of her first big movies that she produced without John, too. Mm. Because oh, they had John long Carpenter. since been divorced because i think that they separated as they're making the fog oh okay mm-hmm. and the fog is like 81 so it was a few years after 80 yeah i remember so uh this is our let me count it here this is our eighth movie from 1985 that we've done on the show wow. out of how many episodes i mean 70 170 <laughs> okay. okay the budget for this movie by the way really quick 15 million yeah okay that's about right yeah. So the movies from 1985 that we have done, Clue, Weird Science, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, Commando, Legend, Return to Oz, Fright Night, and Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Wow. And mm. to kind of celebrate the rockin' year of 1985, <laughs> yeah. I have a little quiz. So okay. hopefully you can remember oh, all, right. all of those, those movies. movies. Sure. Okay. Sure, 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 sure. Okay. Out of all of these movies, what do you think the highest grossing was? Oh. Made back, the most money. Back to the Future. Oh, oh, we haven't done. Oh, that. you haven't. That's sorry, not in there. sorry. I'm like, we haven't done talked about it before. Mm-hmm. Out of wait, those, say the list one more yeah, time, so list. we so we can know that we remember them all. Clue, Weird Science, Nightmare on Elm Street Two, Freddy's Revenge, Commando, Legend, Return to Oz, Fright Night, and Girls Just Want to Have Fun. I will say, Commando. It was Commando. I was going to say thirty-five Commando. million dollars, the highest grossing movie. All right, thirty-five. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, at the lowest grossing, what do you think it is? Oof. Oh, oh, um, um, girls just want to have fun. Oz. It is, it, it's girls just want to have fun. Oh, wow. All at right. $6 million. <laughs> All right. $6 million. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus. One of these movies came out in the United States in 1986. So it was released in England in 85, oh. December of 85. It didn't make it over to North America until April. Uh, of 86. Mm-hmm. Um, not, hmm. I'm going to say Freddy 2. No, Freddy's 2 is a Halloween release movie. No! <laughs> um, I'll say Girls Just Want to Have Fun? No. Return to Oz? No! Nope. Oh. Ah, legend. It, no! It is Legend. Legend. Mm-hmm. I knew it. Kind of primarily a year, uh, an English production, yeah. so they released it over there first. Yeah. What do these sure movies star know. Robert Russler? Uh... Oh, Weird Science and Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Very good. (laughs) What is the highest Rotten Tomatoes score of all of these movies? Critics score. Mm -hmm. What's the actual percentage? Which which one has the highest? Which one has the highest? highest. Mm -hmm. Um, They take into account, like, the... From the time. I think it's primarily from the time. Yeah. Gosh, Although there there could be ones. new yeah. reviews put in there now. Maybe I'll say Fright Night. It's Fright Night at 82%. Night. Yeah. Yep. What is the lowest? Oh. Um, 
Freddy Nightmare 2. 2. Yeah. No, I was kind of surprised. Oh. Nightmare, no. <laughs> Nightmare 2 is 42%, which is a lot more than I thought it would. <laughs> okay. Oh, um, Weird Science? No. Oh. Weird Science was 56. There's a lot of sort of middle-of-the-road no. yeah, reviews for yeah. these movies. Yeah. Okay. Girls just want to have fun. It's girls just want to have oh. fun. Oh. Wow. Mm-hmm. What is What movies were written by the director? And there is multiple of them. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Which movies? So what directors co-wrote some of the movies? Uh, Weird or Science wrote by themselves. One. So Weird Science is one. That's John Hughes. John Hughes. Mm-hmm. Oh, um... Clue. Clue is yeah. the other one. Jonathan Lynn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's two more. Then there's going to be weird ones that like we would have no idea. Commando. No. Ah. No. Um. What else haven't you? A legend. No. Oh, did, did you say? Did you, no. Got, did you say weird science already? Yeah. Because okay. John Hughes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Fright Night. Fright Night. Tom Holland. Co-wrote, oh, yeah. Right. Friday night, and there's one more. Not he Spider-Man's a, Tom Holland. He, yeah. is a, <laughs> he is a Oscar-winning editor. Oh, he won an Academy Award for editing *The English Patient*. He wrote a book on like editing too, that you read in film school. And he directed one of these movies. Mm-hmm. It was sort of a passion project for him with Disney. *Return to Oz*. *Return to Oz*. Mm-hmm. Oh. Who knew? What's his? Who is it? What's his name? Uh, Walter Murch. Ah. Mm-hmm. Which of these movies has a future Oscar winner? Oh, so they had yet to win. Oh, she is very young in this movie. Feruza Balk. <laughs> I wish Feruza Balk had an Oscar. <laughs> Alyssa oh. Milano. Girls just want to have fun. Girls just want to have fun. Helen Hunt. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. One Hunt. best actress. In, in 1998. 1998 wow. for As, as Good As, as It Gets. gets. Mm. All right, last one. Which of these movies has Vernon Wells in it from Mad Max? <laughs> oh. He's in two of these movies. I know both. Because <laughs> we love Wells. Vernon Wells. Is he the guy who also was in The Breakfast Club? No. The Vernon no. Wells is the is one of the motorcycle... He's- in uh, in Road Warrior, uh, BDSM oh. guy yeah. with his with his cute oh punk rock twink, mm-hmm. Nightmare Two. No, no, it's uh, it's Weird no. Science and Commando. Very good. Yeah. Oh. That's our 1985 year. We I I was just kind of thinking that as we were watching it yesterday that we've done a lot of movies from this year. We Another have. year that we're getting up there is 87. Okay. Two. Right. Eighty five was a magical year. I mean, clearly I, with all those movies. Year, three, of, three of my top five favorite movies. Year are from Back that year. to the Future. Um, what are what are what Clue, are those three? Clue, are your top five. Clue, The Goonies, uh, and The Breakfast Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bangers. Mm-hmm. I love The Goonies. I saw that in the theater. I, I did too. That was one of my first. Yeah. It was probably my second movie I saw when I was in the theater. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember my mom movie. told me. That she was pregnant with me when she went to Back to the Future with my uncle. Wow. So was that my first movie that I ever saw? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was summer of '85. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I mean, Clue. I feel like we can. I can just put it on at any time. And even though I do know all the dialogue and everything that's going to happen, and it's a mystery, but <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. It's, it's fun to watch it unfold. Yeah. And I'm cautiously optimistic about. The remake sure. or whatever you want to call it, whatever yeah. work. Ryan Reynolds is doing. Is he still but producing it? Because I, I know that he had a whole so. thing with, uh, with uh, do we say Parker Brothers was? Yeah, Parker Brothers. Oh, yeah, really? I think that he had a whole 
uh, deal with Parker Brothers, but I don't know if it if it went anywhere though. But it's just, it's still the same writers as Deadpool. I oh, think. I don't know. And I also think this is a script that's probably changed so screenwriters so many times, too. Well, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic because I think this is the first time that one of my top ten all-time favorite movies is being remade. Sure. Like, you know. Yeah. Because you have other movies that you, sh- you hold so dear to your heart. You, like, swear that you'll burn down Hollywood the, <laughs> the minute they announce that they're remaking it. Like, yeah. how could they ever do The Breakfast Club? They, oh, they yeah, could never no. touch that. Yeah. But um, I would have to say, though, in recent memory, the movie that came close to being like a spiritual cousin to Clue for me. Sure. Knives Out? Well, n- no, but I love Knives Out. Uh, that's more of a homage to cl- the classic murder mystery movies. Like, I would say Game Night from 2018. Yeah. I've never seen Game Night. Oh, my I have God. not seen it. That is one of the best comedies of the decade. That's okay. Jason, Jason Bateman, Jason right? Bateman, Jason Bateman, Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams. I need to see um, it. Isn't that the one where Jeremy Renner broke both of his arms? No, that was no, tag. Stunt. That, oh, that was <laughs> tag. Um, um, oh, thank God. Kyle, Kyle Chandler is in it. Okay, love Kyle um, J- uh, Married to Kirsten Dunst. Um, from Power of oh, the Dog. Yes, um, Jesse, Jesse Plemons. Jesse Plemons, yeah. He's hysterical in that. Oh. And um, Sharon Horgan, Hogan? Sharon... The British actress um, Sharon Hogan, I think, uh, from Catastrophe. Uh, it's such a tight script, sure, and it's so funny, and it's so well done, and it involves a semi-murder mystery mm-hmm. slash scavenger hunt. Um, I highly recommend it. Yeah, I need to get along. I need to get. Along I actually, to it. you guys can come over. I have the I have the digital copy mm-hmm. and the Blu-ray. Oh, so. nice, nice. I I introduced that movie to people like several times in the last four years since it came out. Mm-hmm. It's um, yeah, that kind of like I felt really close to coming to how I felt about Clue. Apparently, there was a Clue the storybook. Did you ever did you ever get your hands on that? Story the storybook? No, but I have it was two released in tie with the movie. God, I have. I would love to wow, track that down. Yeah. I did have the young adult. Um, novels that had different mysteries to solve. Okay. And I think they were kind of in a choose-your-own-adventure format. Okay. Um, and they were Clue-branded? or Yeah, they were Clue-branded. Oh, okay. That's cool. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. I'm seeing that they filmed a fourth unused ending. Do you know anything about that? What? No. So in the fourth unused ending, Wadsworth committed all the murders. He was motivated by his desire for perfection. Having failed to be either the perfect husband or the perfect butler, he decided to be the perfect murderer instead. Wadsworth reported that he poisoned the champagne the guests had drunk earlier so that they soon would die, leaving no witnesses. The police and the FBI arrive and Wadsworth is arrested. He breaks free, steals a police car, and his escape is thwarted by... When three police dogs lunge from the back seat, and apparently that is in Clue the Storybook, and they decided that it, that ending was just a little too much. Uh, yeah, thank but apparently <laughs> they shot it though. Mm-hmm. They did. Wow, that's what, I'm, that's what I saw on Wiki today. God, that's wow. what they, that's where they need to release like a special edition yeah, anniversary need, Blu-ray. Yeah, we need behind the scenes or yeah. a box set. Lynn that, said that they cut it because he just said it wasn't it wasn't very good looking at it. Oh my god. In a, in the movie when it was all cut together. Have you ever seen the 
children's show clue that came out maybe six, seven years ago. No. It was, I don't know if it was a Saturday, it was on some cable network, Mm -hmm. but it was like clue with like young teenagers globe trotting around the world to like solve mysteries. Are they like the, the kids of no characters? It's totally unrelated. I think, but I always thought that would be a good idea when I was a kid. Is doing a movie or like The Descendants or a TV show like The Descendants with with <laughs> oh. the children of the players well, from the game? It wasn't okay. there. Isn't there a Clue Junior as there well? Is Clue Junior, yeah, that's a version, and that's probably be, it. Yeah, mm-hmm. those must be like mm-hmm. like Miss Scarlet as a, a little girl. I saw a stage production of Clue, and it was based on the script. So did I. Did you see it at the La Mirada? Yes. But yeah, I saw that yeah. one. Yeah, with Mary Birdsong from Reno Nine One One as Mrs. Peacock. Yes. Yeah. I thought it was great. It was great. It was fun. My whole family, we were just like loving it. Yeah. yeah. Funny. Had some new stuff. The staging was really cool. Mr. The way Green they... was also really cute. Oh, yes, he was. <laughs> but he, he... Was, he was straight, though. I, I, I stalked him. Oh, <laughs> I stalked him, too. I immediately I looked up that actor on yeah, Instagram. <laughs> I'm like, damn it. I forgot. I forgot oh, about that. He yeah, was he was super so cute. And he was real, like... Physical, like he did like, stuff with yes. his body that we he were had like that lanky what? frame. Yeah, yeah, that he, yeah, he, he like kind of stole the show. Because yeah, he did. He got two of the biggest um, reactions yeah. from the audience. Mm-hmm. He did stuff like where they would knock him down and he would like fall backwards, but he would be able to like bring his body back up to like a standing position because he's just really like wiry mm-hmm. and thin. Um, but he was he was very cute and like in the playbill, you know, all their names are there, so we're like stalking him immediately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> straight, to, straight to Instagram. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really fun. Um, yeah, there's so many versions of this game. We found at uh, in your grandparents' basement a like 60s version, yeah. version of this game. Oh, Those were it was illust- the cover was they like were illustrated. illustrated in a really like almost um, it was almost kind of like Pink Pantherish, a little Pink Panthery. Mm-hmm. I think a little uh, uh, Mary. Uh, Mary Blair. Mary Blair. Yep. Little Mary Blair looking um, very like uh, blocky and like color. Like you know. like that um, that shag artwork yeah, you see like, in yeah, Palm yeah. Springs. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I had, the, I had uh, the VCR game, which you can look up on YouTube, which is super corny but really fun and very complicated. But my sister and I played it a couple times. I think we should do that as soon as it. this episode is over. <laughs> I need to see this. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. It's great. I was never in Sumatra. If anybody remembers the Clue VCR game. Well, speaking of now the iterations, I have four. Yeah. You were I have that. Original Clue. Mm-hmm. I have Clue Master Detective with oh, 10 right. characters. Oh, okay. Miss Peach, Sergeant Gray. Sergeant Gray, yeah. And uh, um, Madame, Madame Rose. Rose. Okay. And, um, oh my God, who's the fourth one? Um Miss Peach, Sergeant Gray, Gray. Yeah, Madame, Rose. Madame Rose. Oh, and uh, is a French guy. Oh yes, Monsieur uh, Brown. Maybe, kind of beret. yeah, yeah. Um, and the sketchings are really cool too. He actually, he was kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> and I have Golden Girls. Crew. I was going to say, oh. you, I'm sure you have Golden Girls because, like, because like me, you probably watch Golden Girls every single day. So yes. who who gets killed in Golden Stan? Girls Clue? Is the mystery in Golden Girls Clue is. Who ate the cheesecake? Uh, and in what oh, room? In what it, room? It, 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 it <laughs> With be, what utensil? <laughs> it should be who killed Stan, right? Mm-hmm. Um, That's a little too dark, who killed Stan. And I then love it. I have another clue called Lost in Vegas. Ooh. And you're trying to solve the whereabouts of like 
the drunk. It's almost like the hangover. You're sure. trying to find what happened to the the groom. Okay. In Vegas. Okay. And I actually haven't played that yet. I bought it and I haven't found anyone to play it with yet. Okay. So there's that. Mm-hmm. We have Simpsons Clue. We do have Simpsons Clue. I, think I don't think I've it. ever played it. I think that's about who it. Who killed Mr. Burns? Well, it's hard to play with just two people. Do you remember who? Uh, who's the one? Not really. I feel like all of these themed Clue games, it's never a murder. Yeah, it's just yeah, because it's like the Simpsons. So it's like yeah, it's mm-hmm. who it, I think who, they have. I think I saw. Big Bang Theory clue. I've seen or that, yeah. There's also... There's got to be Stranger Things clue. There's Probably. Stranger Things everything. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. String, Stranger like Things, the Ouija Monopoly, board. Monopoly, yeah. Stranger Things, there Monopoly. Actually is a there Ouija actually board. is a Ouija board. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all, the, all the letters are in Christmas lights. <laughs> but, yeah, we only. I think right now we only have Simpsons. And then when we were in Montana last and we found the really cool 60s, version the I only reason we didn't bring I it back fit it in my suitcase yeah we didn't wild. drive that time we flew Aww. so we were mm-hmm. like this is not gonna fit in our bags <laughs> with all of our stuff so we had to leave it but it's there next time next time we drive let's throw it in the trunk any last thoughts on clue as we wrap things up let's watch it now this movie's so much fun it's so rewatchable and like we mentioned before like there is just something about this movie for the little gay children to just really <laughs> latch onto. It's it's the mm-hmm. energy and the the quick whips. Yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah, the quick quips. Yeah, and the female characters yeah. and just you know it, it has that queer sensibility. And yeah. you have Mister Green, who's yeah. <laughs> even though he's a faux homosexual, <laughs> in uh, one ending. <laughs> it just. I don't know. You, you, I, you find yourself drawn to it, and mm-hmm. I remember before I knew what the movie was. I, I have a vague memory of like seeing, catching it on TV mm-hmm. during a scene when they're all running throughout the mansion, mm-hmm. and it yeah. just it like appealed to me. So I was drawn to it for some reason. Like I wanted to know who were these people in these fancy clothes running back and forth in a fancy mansion, this huge mansion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. totally, totally. Uh, it's. Not streaming right now. It's usually it, it on kinda Prime. Goes, it kind of goes on and yeah. off. I think that it's been on the Paramount Network. It, or like It's on Paramount Showtime Plus. right now. Mm-hmm. It's on right. Showtime right now. So if you have Showtime added to your Paramount Plus for an extra $2, then you can watch it. Or you can always get it at Target for three ninety nine. Absolutely. Because it's always. <laughs> yeah. The DVD is always, always at Target yeah. for three ninety nine. Do they ever Best have buy. it in a double pack with something? What would it be with? Like, oh, yeah. Did? Clue and... Um, it has to be another Paramount title. Really? Yeah. Oh. They usually do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but um, yeah, go. If, if you want a hard copy, it's just as it's just as cheap as if you were to just rent it off of your. Uh, you can rent it I on still, Amazon. Prime. I still support physical media. So. Yeah, same. Oh. Same. We <laughs> same. have all of ours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but it is available for rent on any of your streaming platforms, and it usually will come back to Amazon Prime or Paramount Plus or something like that for you to stream. But if you haven't watched it yet, what are you doing with your life? Go watch Get it on it. Hiko, thank <laughs> you so much for joining us thank again. You so thank you much. for having me again. I look uh, forward to my three-timer jacket. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. We'll get our smoking jackets mm-hmm. in shortly. But, yeah, this was so much fun. We'll have you on again for the, the fourth-timers club. Please. We'll think, we'll think about what movie that can be in the meantime. But uh, it's time to say goodbye. Thank you so much, everybody. Uh, where is it? Here it is. Bye, guys. I didn't do it.
thank you so much for listening, everybody. Fun episode. Yeah, absolutely. Hope that you had a great Thanksgiving. Yes. We are going into December. We have a lot of fun stuff. Yeah. In the month um, of December. A lot of cool stuff com- coming up. Um, and yeah, if you uh, still haven't seen Clue, there's plenty of ways to go out and, and watch this movie. Give it a shot if you haven't seen it yet. But I mean, what are you doing if you haven't seen it? Come on. But yeah, December is coming up. We've got a lot of fun stuff. And um, we are happy to bring that to you and hope to see you yeah. then. Um, but I think right now... Time for Patreon shout-outs. How did you know? All right. We want to give a big shout-out and hello to all of our wonderful patrons, including Lisa, Alexis, Thomas, Mark, Jackson, Millie, Darcy, Ted, Benny, Jermel, Melanie, Christopher, Susan, JJ, Shelby, Michael, Muffy, Paul, Jamie, Drew, Genevieve, Dawn, Joshua, Emma, Melly, Aaron, Melinda, and Jim, Jessica, Nick, and Shannon, Christine, and Rafino. Thank you for being a friend. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Uh, all of your donations are so very helpful to us. They help us keep the show up and running and ad-free for your listening pleasure. And head over to patreon.com slash movies that made us gay for uh, all of our additional bonus content. You'll get access to our bonus episode, which is the Watch With Us commentary. Mm-hmm. There um, are plenty of... Watch those commentary tracks. There's over 20 of those and new ones coming uh, each month. You can sync them up with the movie that we're watching and listen along with us as we're commenting on the movie in real time. Or you can just listen to it as a supplemental episode. That's up to you. Anytime a movie is prepped and ready before the release date, we'll also post it Mm -hmm. on Patreon so you can listen to some episodes a little bit early. So uh, head over to patreon.com slash movies at gay. Movies that made us gay for that and more. Thank you so you can much. Also, leave us a review on Spotify or iTunes. We would love to see it and maybe read it on the show. It really helps out with the visibility on those platforms. We would love that. Absolutely. Apple Podcasts and Spotify, you're able to leave a five star rating. And on Apple Podcasts, you can write a review and we'll read them on an upcoming episode. Yeah. So you can please head over and uh, check that out. Also, give us a follow at Facebook or Instagram at Movies That Made Us Gay and on Twitter at MTMUGPod. Absolutely. If you want to follow our personals, feel free to do that. Uh, I'm Pete. I'm at Peter Lasagna on Instagram and Twitter. I'm Scott Youngballer on Instagram and follow my letterbox. Yes, indeed. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Flames. Flames. On the side of my face. Breathing. Breath. Heaving breaths.